Welcome to The Unfiltered Musician. Where we give you all the tea on life as a musician and how to navigate the industry. This is episode number 32, Thinking Out Loud About Copyright. Welcome back to another episode of The Unfiltered Musician. We are your hosts, Vanessa Perret. And Ryan Mancini. And today, we are talking about how pivotal Ed Sheeran's recent copyright case is for the music industry. Pivotal. Thank you if you're joining us again as a frequent listener. And if you're new here, you're in for a treat. Love Vanessa. your $5 word there. Pivotal. The enunciation was nice. Why, thank you. You're so I welcome. I want to be clear on our podcast. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, Vanessa, what's going on this week? I'm all right. <laughs> I got I was a little under the weather this week. It's a little chilly. Went right through the bones. But I'm feeling much better. I downed like a bunch of elderberry syrup yesterday and just like walked into Whole Foods, found one whole section that I figured might help and just bought it all. <laughs> Love to hear it. Yeah, you know, oh. we, we like those homeopathic remedies. <laughs> On my plate, I am uh Having a having an okay week. Um, Benjamin is now 21, which yes! is exciting. So we're going to celebrate with him on Saturday. And yes. today is Cinco de Mayo. Uh, that's not going to be the case when we post this. But when we are recording this, it is Cinco de Mayo. So we're excited. Mm-hmm. Got some big things coming up. Yeah, And Hartford knows how to throw a Cinco de Mayo party. We yeah, go to it's going to be fun. We go it's to a place called fun. Parkville Market in Hartford. If you've never heard of it, like, what are you doing? And it is one of the oldest food halls. Well, I think it's the oldest food hall in Connecticut and definitely up there in the in the nation. And it has like over 20 different restaurants, like any food or cuisine you could probably want is all under one roof. They even have salsa dancing classes during the week. We've mm-hmm. gone there for trivia. They have vendors there for stuff. And tonight they hired a salsa band and someone's going to be there, an instructor teaching salsa in the crowd. Heck yeah. So we like half off margs and tacos too. So it's the whole shebang. Super pumped for that. And to take in that culture too. We love, we love like Spanish influence music. Like your whole family in particular. We all love About it. Mexican culture. Yes. Yeah. It's nice because we don't have any Hispanic side of us. So we like to enjoy it when we can. <laughs> yeah. It helps my, my hips swivel a little bit more than like the average white person dancing. <laughs> Right. So, you know, it takes me out of that box, <laughs> but it's going to be super fun. Lots of stuff to absorb, but we're pumped. But, you know, one Debbie Downer of the week, minus the cold weather, it was hearing about this court case and Ed Sheeran was mm. yet again involved in it. It makes me so sad because he does not deserve it. <laughs> he right. really doesn't. So that was that was really tough to hear that that happened again. So tell us, tell us about the case, our, our topic for today. Uh, what, are we, what are we talking about? Ed Sheeran was taken to court by the owners of Marvin Gaye's estate. It was about his song, Let's Get It On, that everybody knows. Let's get it on. And everyone, of course, knows Ed Sheeran's song, Thinking Out Loud. And I've never put two and two together, nor did I really think that they were about the same thing <laughs> mm-hmm. or, you know, it really didn't make that connection at all. But the owners of Marvin Gaye's estate wanted to take it to court, saying that he took certain elements from the song and it seemed like the case was valid enough to be taken to trial. So that trial had just happened over the course of the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And so we've got like all the dirt, all the tea 
And thankfully, Ed Sheeran won the case. Right. There were, it was no right. evidence of copyright infringement or at least nothing valid enough. So, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to the music gods because Ed Sheeran, I mean, if you look at the timeline of how he became famous and like how hard he worked to get to this point, he has worked very hard. He's a very talented songwriter. And if you look at some of his old stuff on YouTube, like he... He had blood, sweat, and tears put into his career to get to where he is now. Absolutely. And he deserves every bit of what he has now. Yeah, he is really slaved to get to where he is. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy that they want to sue him uh, for $100 million. Yeah, $100 million. $100 million. That's why Ugh. there were some claims uh, from, from Ed that like he would not continue music and that he would not continue his day job if the case did not go the way he needed it to. Well, this is the third time, too. I mean, that's got to be so frustrating, not even wanting to get into a situation like this, having to hire attorneys and defense team, and then having to take time out of your, he calls it his day job, but yeah, like out of his career to do this and defend his integrity as an artist, as a songwriter. Right. It's and, insane. And the reason why we say it's so pivotal for the music industry is that, like, if... If someone is deliberately writing a song that is original and they just so happen to have something that's similar, like let's not let's not gloss over the fact that these songs are a tiny bit similar. Yeah. In that I think they're the same key and I mean they're They might be, yeah. I would say like similar tempo, but even the songs themselves are not about the same thing. Like right. Thinking so, Out Loud was about Ed Sheeran's grandfather that I believe passed away. Mm -hmm. And Let's Get It On is about, let's get it on. <laughs> about getting it on. Totally different premises to begin with already. Right. But even in the New York Times, I was reading like a bunch of articles and trying to get, you know, some more valid sources of all the information, the stuff that happened this week. And they're saying the argument was the two tracks shared a similar syncopated chord pattern that the uh, family of Ed Townsend, Marvin Gaye's co-writer, it's how we filed the suit, calling that the heart of Let's Get It On. Mm. So that was their argument, and that was what was brought to court. I mean, yeah, the heart of Let's Get It On is that groove. So I, you know, I kind of understand both sides, but the the detrimental thing is if he had lost, and you know, a jury had believed or a judge, however. They wanted to move forward with it. I know it was supposed to be a unanimous decision by a jury. But if they had claimed that just the groove being too similar is enough for copyright to happen, it would literally destroy the music industry. Yeah. Because so many people use these four chord songs. Oh, Constantly. Yeah. That's Pop why music, that's like the easy and we've talked about this like maybe several episodes back about the easy listening factor of it and why yeah. easy music or easy listening sells more than some of the complex stuff that you could easily write and throw out there. Right. Just because it's easier on the ears and it can kind of attract more listeners. Right. We've been controlling and manipulating sounds for thousands of years as humans. <laughs> like thousands of years. Well, you know, who knows if like music started on coconuts and whatever. Like we talk about percussion <laughs> percussion instruments from BC. Like music is not a new thing. Over time mm. we've realized that there are certain patterns that are just pleasing to the ear. Yeah. Like when we went through classical education in music theory, we're told about these 
kind of chord structures that are used often and make most sense. Yeah. So when we try to write out stuff, we usually gravitate towards those because they're the easiest to pick up. Most people will like them. It's what's natural. It what's it's what feels right. Yeah. And um I know in contemporary classical music, stuff like from nineteen hundred is more of like we can go all over the place and we can play 12-tone series. We could do microtonal music. But we're not talking about this. We're talking about Ed Sheeran and how, you know, he writes tons and tons of music. Some of it might line up with other things, but it's not It's not that he's ripping it off. And that's yeah. where we want you to understand why this is so important is that it just, it just happens to be that way sometimes. It's not... Yeah. It's not like, oh, we got to copy this because, it, you know, it's already been proven to be successful. And we, we had that one episode where we talked about how Nicki Minaj deliberately had... Yeah, sampled. Sampled. Sampled Super Freak. And that's completely different. Like, we all know that it's coming from... Like, we're not, we're not fooling anybody. Um, we know it's coming from another song. Even Seven Rings, Ariana Grande, yeah. I think she agreed to only take, like... 10% of the proceeds and 90% went to whoever owns the rights for the Sound of Music soundtrack for my favorite things. Right. That's that's like, that's an honest way of moving Played forward. Played it legally safe. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, yes, I know. This is a copy. This is the inspiration. Yeah. You're going to get your cut. And it's just sad, too, because he literally dedicated it to his grandfather, and then you get this. Hmm. But it's also weird because that song, if I'm not mistaken, came out in 2014. Marvin Gaye's has obviously been around for a long time. But you have this chunk of time, 2014 to 2023. And I would say on his discography, that's probably the most listened to Ed Sheeran song. That is like everyone's wedding song. Like that just hit everyone in the romantic feels. And right. it's been around it for a while. It has over a billion streams. So I, I totally understand them The 100 million. Like, I get 100 that. 100 million. Yeah, and like in royalties and exposure that the song has had and the, the popularity. Okay, that's a, a number. I guess it makes sense. But like, why, why like 10 years later are you doing this? And it's so much a financial motive in my brain. Yeah, it's greedy and baseless. That's Yeah, like Marvin Gaye is no longer it. with us. We love Marvin Gaye. But his estate, I think, is just going after money. And they're like, I think we've got a case here. Hmm. So who knows? Maybe they're struggling. Yeah. I don't know their their financial situation. And you had you had sent me, what is a an NBC article or something like that? Doesn't really matter oh, yeah, where probably. it came from. But they were saying that the smoking gun for the case was that clip of him transitioning into let's get it on. Yeah, they gathered all their evidence and one of the things that they pulled up was in one of Ed's concerts, he was playing Thinking Out Loud and then transitioned into Let's Get It On. And they pulled that up and he was like, oh, did you check out other concerts? Because that is literally <laughs> like the one song that I use because it has a similar chordal structure to so many other songs. And he has so much evidence on his end of him transitioning to many other songs, too. He even brought his guitar up to the, the mm -hmm. stand to testify to also further prove his point. He just went through so much. And on top of that, too, his his grandmother passed away mm -hmm. over the last few weeks. He missed her funeral because he was because of the at court. Case. Yeah. So, and he was very close to his grandmother, allegedly. So that was like already really sad to hear. And 
then in the last year alone, and I think I, I forgot like how, how what the the time span was between his other court cases, but they have been like frequent over the last few years. Like it's almost been like maybe every year that he's had to be in court so far. <laughs> Sometimes you're just writing too much music, I guess. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, it's just like you, you make, you put yourself on this pedestal and you've made it and people are trying to knock you down. That's just the thing. It's how it goes, unfortunately. But yeah, as soon as you're making money, people just want to say, yeah. And he recently, or I want to cut at that. And he recently just lost one of his best friends. They had passed away. And his wife found out that she was pregnant last year, but also found out she had cancer and they couldn't operate because she was pregnant. So that was already like a scary thing. And he has an album that came out yesterday or today. Something really, like really close to now. I know it's It happened either yesterday or today. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, he can't even get hyped (laughs) about this album or nor have I really seen a whole lot of promotion on it. Well, this is the promotion. (laughs) Yeah. And you were saying- The court case, unfortunately, is going to be seen as a publicity stunt. Yeah, you were saying that how it could be like a PR stunt. I wouldn't think that Ed Sheeran would do that because he was literally like, if I don't win this court case, like I am done. I'm so sick of being shaken like a piggy bank. That is not what I want. And so I I definitely wouldn't think of this as a PR stunt. I think it was just really bad timing. (laughs) Or it could, I mean, hey, it could be really... But hey, I mean, regardless, yeah. On the labels part, it could be really good timing. It would be ultimate PR stunt. People are focused on him and... People are going to listen to his stuff anyways. He's highly regarded in the music industry yeah. in general. So now to have current news on top of it, which he doesn't really do anything in the public eye. He to doesn't be, like it. To be He's, seen yeah. as like a like a menace or, you know, He doesn't like, like to be in the limelight at all. He's usually pretty good about being reclusive. Like Ariana Grande, you don't hear much about her. Britney Spears, I don't right, know she's really tired what's going on. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so like Ed Sheeran, he really doesn't want that. So that's why I think that he didn't intend for this to happen the way it did. But you capitalize it. I, I guess any publicity is good publicity. Hopefully the streams will be enough for him to pay off the lawyers and <laughs> he mm-hmm. won't have to worry about it. But He'll man, Marvin right. Gaye's legal team is working real hard over the last They're trying few to find years. Something. They have accused, I think, three artists, three different artists of taking elements from some of Marvin Gaye's music. Like you said, there was another one. It was like Robin, Robin Thicke and, and someone else. Mario. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the exact names that were involved, but yeah, they've, they've done a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reason why we want to say it's so important is if it goes, if it did go in the wrong direction, there'd be court cl- cases all over the place. People would be claiming that, like for all of their songs, they could just go after 10 plus people and and then it'd be a freaking bloodbath of like, ah, you stole from me. You stole from me. You stole from me. Uh, And it's like, who's, who started it, you know? And then it's just a, it's going to make the music industry fall apart because no one can have anything original anymore. It's like the meme of like all the Spider-Mans pointing fingers at each other. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it is worrisome because, yeah, say, I mean, regardless of of what the verdict was, the verdict was good, thankfully, but even bringing this to the limelight is concerning because then people are like, oh, well, if this got taken all the Mm -hmm. way to court, then that's a valid enough argument to take another thing to court. Right. And it's a good thing that it got shut down because 
now faith is restored in the industry that we can produce our music fairly and not be attacked for it. Yeah. Now, I don't believe that Ed Sheeran is going to be safe for the rest of his career just because he writes so many songs. He writes them for other people. And, you know, you're bound to have something that's a little bit similar when you're using the 12 tones that are the 12 keys that we usually have in our music. So, you know, this isn't the end for him, unfortunately. But what I'm glad is that he took a stand for something that was baseless and sets a precedent for other artists that, you know, it's okay to to not uh, feel like you're walking on eggshells when you write your music. Yeah, even though you definitely got to dish out money for a defense team. Sure. He is also making that argument of like, yeah, we can't be stepped on like this or we can't just settle and, and pay you to shut you up. He's also fighting for like the integrity of songwriters in general. So that's what I really love about him. As, as horrible as I'm sure it was to go through, he even said in the New York Times article, I'm unbelievably frustrated that baseless claims like this are allowed to go to court at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like keep talking, Eddie, because <laughs> that's what we need. <laughs> it's right. just so awful. I just can't believe that this stuff is happening and it's so frustrating for songwriters. It's not your intention. 100%, especially yeah. him. He's written so many songs and he's got the formula down for what sells, but unfortunately that's going to come with bad people trying mm-hmm. to take your things. Yeah, so take a stand for it. If you are one that is savvy with law and debate, maybe you should go into copyright lawyer music. <laughs> Become a lawyer musician stuff. I don't slash know. lawyer. <laughs> not the, the, not the thing I think... I would, or I thought I would promote on this uh, podcast, but <laughs> take the bar, <laughs> yeah, see go where it for gets it. you. But even, I mean, yeah, like we we had mentioned earlier, we do understand both sides of the story, but make sure you do have concrete evidence that it's not just based off of chordal structure, because otherwise, then you could say so many songs kind of infringe upon those rights. But have concrete evidence. And just don't run for the money. Like, I would say go for the integrity and the purpose of the song. And, you know, obviously wanting to reclaim what is yours. But have the evidence. (laughs) Have good evidence. (laughs) And that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to The Unfiltered Musician. And if you liked this episode, give us a like, subscribe, hit that notification bell to see our other musical content. Yes, and message us with suggestions about what you want to hear about next at unfilteredmusician.podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, or unfilteredmusician at gmail.com. We are here for you, and see you next Sunday. Bye. Peace.